Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. We are praying and asking God for a fresh outpouring of His Spirit. Um, We want Him to be poured out in our individual lives. We want Him to be poured out in our church. Um, I, 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 I just believe that God hasn't lost any power. I don't believe He's depleted of grace. I don't believe that He I don't believe that he's lost the ability to do the supernatural. I just believe that that, that he wants to do something amazing, but I think he wants us to pray the price. I believe he wants to pour out upon us his spirit afresh. And so uh, as we begin this year, we want to start... Uh, dealing with this subject, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We want to learn about his person, his purpose, and his power. Because um, one of the things we find out is that if he doesn't show up, nothing happens. He doesn't show up. And one of the things that's helpful is this. So often we have preconceived ideas about the Holy Spirit, especially if you've been around the church for any length of time. So, um, in order to find out what it is, let's find out, first of all, what it's not. He's not an it. Because it is, he's a person. He's not an it. You know, the Holy Spirit is an it. No, he's a person. The reason we say he's a person, listen to this is because he has intellect, emotion, and will. He has intellect, emotion, and will. When you talk about the Holy Spirit having intellect, if you can just jot this down, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. You don't have to go there, but listen to it. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him, even so no one knows or discerns clearly the things of God except the spirit of God. So he has intellect. He has the ability to think. You do, do know the Holy Spirit is smart, right? Okay. And then you, you're talking about he has not only intellect, but he has emotion. When you look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. To grieve there means to make, to, to make sad or sorrowful or distressed. So he can be grieved. And the scripture tells us clearly, don't grieve him. He also possesses a will. 
So when you look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, the, the discourse there is about the gifts of the Spirit. But he says, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so what I'm getting at is he's not an it, he's a person. Because he can think, feel, and act. Amen. Also, what he's not... He is not a feeling. The Holy Spirit, now let me tell you, you can feel him when he shows up, when his presence is, but he is not a feeling. And so I want you to understand something um, that I appreciate. Now, now, I'm getting ready to say something to my, our Pentecostal friends. Thank God for the feeling, the quickening. It, but if I don't quicken, hey, 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 it does not mean that the Holy Spirit's not there. What I found out is this, there's something about God, and, and if, if we miss the person of God, we, 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 that, that, I think we miss everything, the person of the Holy Spirit. We miss everything. Why? Because you don't want people acting the same way around you all the time. You're dynamic. Sometimes you're, you're happy. Sometimes you're even killed. Sometimes you, you know, you, you're sad. Sometimes you're just contemplative. And what I'm getting at is this. Don't box him in to your experience. He is bigger than your... Now, I'm not denying whether you, what you felt is real or not. I'm not talking about that. But he's more than that. That's all I'm saying. Can you feel him? Yes. Can you feel his presence? Yes. But is he a feeling? No. He's more than a feeling. Because let me tell you something. Jesus himself was standing in front of folk and he says he came to his own, but his own received him not. And so he could, he, Jesus was standing there in flesh and blood and they didn't have the discernment to recognize who he was. So how much more the spirit of God? So we cannot just rely on feelings. So he's not an it, he's not a feeling, and he's not something. What you talking about something? Something told me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Something told, something told me. And so he's not a something. Uh, when we, what we have to learn to do is we have to learn that when we talking about something told me, we have to recognize that as a believer, he lives on the inside of you and he speaks. He'll speak to you. All right. So now we found out that he is not an it, not a feeling, and he's not just something. Who is he? He is the third person of the Trinity. He is God. He's the third person of the Trinity. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter number one, verse number one. Genesis chapter one, 
Verse number one. I believe we can find that. I know nowadays you say, I got a digital device. I can find anything you want to find. <laughs> Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth, verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Here it is. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now notice it says, in the beginning, God. The word there for God is the word Elohim. Elohim is the plural version of the word God. So what are you talking about? God is God because he's deity, because his, of his nature. And so when you're talking about God, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, Creator God. You have God the Son, Savior God. You have God the Holy Spirit. He's present here in creation, and it's, the Bible says he was hovering. He was sweeping over the water. He was, that word literally means he was moving over the face of the waters. And so you had him here present in creation. In other words, he is the executive arm of the Trinity. He is executing the will of God. He, he's the one that's making it happen. You understand? And so they're working together. In fact, if you want to go a little bit further, look in Genesis chapter number one and verse number 26. After God had created everything, when you get down to verse 26, it says, then God said, what's the next two words? Let us. Then God said, let us, showing you the plural, showing you that this is a picture of then God said, the Godhead, and, and it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit said, let us make man uh, in our own, own image. And so we understand here that God Almighty in the person of the Holy Spirit was present in the forming and making of man. And so when you look at this, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. Amen. So we in our Christian faith, this is what we believe, if you did not know. We believe that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, it's a mystery. They've talked about it. It's three in one. But hear, hear me. God the Father is no more God than God the Son. God the Son is no more uh, God than God the Holy Spirit. And so please don't minimize anybody's role. In who, who, all are God because of the nature, because of who they are, the very person, God. You understand that? 
That's why when we look at it, it's an amazing thing, an amazing thing when you think that God lives in you. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So now we see that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. He's God. The Holy Spirit is God. Flip over to John's Gospel, chapter number 14. John's Gospel, chapter number 14. When you look at John chapter 14, please understand that Jesus is coming to the end of his life on earth. And he's having this discourse with his disciples and he's really giving them instructions, trying to prepare them for his departure. When you, we hear this oftentimes at funerals, John 14, 1, it says, um, it would help if I got in John. That says, that was Luke. I was looking at that. I said, no, that ain't John 14. I know what John 14 says. There it is. Okay. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen to this. I go to prepare a place for you. Verse number three, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Verse four, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Uh, Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Skip down to verse number 12. Verse number 12 says, John 14 and 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go. You see that? I go to my Father. So far, we've seen in verse number 2, I go, verse 3, I go, verse 12, I go, and verse number, uh, verse 4, I go, and verse number 12, I go. Now, the point is, he's getting ready to go. He's getting ready to go, but notice what he said here. He said, and whatever you ask the Father in my name, verse 13, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I, verse 16, here we go, I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Notice Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure because he's telling them, I go. Now he says, what's going to happen is this. I'm going to go, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. What I'm going to do is send you another helper. Some translations say another comforter. 
Do you see that? In verse number 16. So Jesus is talking to them. Can you imagine them hearing, saying, you get, did I just hear you say you going? And he says, but don't worry, I'm getting ready to send you another helper. Another means someone of the same kind, meaning he's just, he's not me, but he's just like me. I'm getting ready to send you someone who will be with you and in you. Now, I want you to think about this. Jesus had limitations. Don't, 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 don't leave the church. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus had limitations in that he was in a physical body and he could not be in them. He could be with them, but he could not be in them. You understand that? And so we see here, he said, I'm not going to leave you because I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to give you another someone that's just like me. But the difference is he's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. So you and I now have the wonderful privilege of having him live on the inside of us when you come to faith, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And let me just, this is not in the teaching today, but I got to throw this in there. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. All right. So he, but notice he said, I'm going to send you, and here it is, another comforter. So when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, not only is he the third person of the Trinity, but the scripture says he is a comforter. The word comforter, it's parakletos. It means someone that's called alongside of you to help called alongside of you as an intercessor, a counselor, a helper, an advocate. So you begin to see wrapped up in the word comforter is some of the things that he's going to do. But are you with me? So he says, I'm going to send you another comforter. Now, when you say he's an intercessor, when you say he's a comforter, that implies that he is an intercessor. Are you following along with me today? He's an intercessor. Now, what are you talking about? The Holy Spirit will help you pray. Amen. I said the Holy Spirit will help you pray. Look at Romans chapter number 8, verse 26. Flip over there to Romans chapter 8 and verse number 26. Romans 8 and 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you see that? Romans 8, 26. Notice again. Likewise, the Spirit helps 
in our weaknesses. Weaknesses there, I've read one translation, one, one uh, definition years ago that means in our inabilities to produce results. He helps us in our inabilities to produce results. So the Holy Spirit will help us. How is he going to help us? It says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. It didn't say we didn't know how to pray. It says we didn't know what. How to pray is to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's how you pray. But what do you fill in the blanks with? What do you ask for? Because the truth of the matter is, there are times that I go to God, you go to God, we don't know what it is we are to ask for. I don't know. There are situations I'm standing, I, I face it, I see it, I think I know. But the truth of the matter is, I have to, you have to rely upon the Holy Spirit to help us in our prayers, to help us. The scripture says he makes intercession for us. Um, and he makes it with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, let me just say this. He knows how to turn your sides into a prayer. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He knows how to, he, he knows what ugh, means. You, have you ever just had, ugh, he know, it's an amazing thing. He knows how to take the deep groanings that's going on on the inside of you because you don't have the verbiage for. You don't have the ability to articulate it. I know you've got more degrees than a thermometer, but you can't figure this one out. And you sit there and you go, God, what do we do about this? I, and, and even some would even further say there are times when he will take what, he will cause your language to be altered and give you a new language to begin to speak in and you begin to pray perfectly in that language. You understand what I'm talking about? So, so some call it speaking in tongues. But whatever, I'm, what I'm getting at is this. When that happens, he begins to make intercession. In other words, he prays perfectly about a situation that you had no ability to address on your own. He's a helper. He's a comforter. In fact, right here, the way he's helping is he's an intercessor. Man, that gives me encouragement. That gives me strength. Uh, not only is he in... Uh, I don't want to rush because we're going to be on this for a minute. Uh, let, me, let me say this. I submit to you during this time of prayer, involve the Holy Spirit ministry of intercession. Get involved in it, meaning let him begin to pray through you.
There are situations that you've been dealing with over the years, some things you've been facing, some things you've been dealing with, and you've not seen results. You've not seen the resolve that you needed. You've not seen the answers and the direction that you need. Uh, She's going to be okay. She's got to go to Covington and preach. All right. So I know you look. She just left in the middle of the sermon or toward the end of the sermon. But let me just say this. So get in, let him get involved uh, in your heart and you get involved in this ministry of intercession. How do you do that? You take whatever situation you have and you, you begin to say, Holy Spirit, I don't have the answers for this. I don't know. I, I don't know how to pray for this. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never been in this place before. Or I've been here so long and I've not gotten any results. Please, could you please help me? I need you to help me. I need you. And folks, I'm just telling you, there has to be some vulnerability on our part where we begin to say, God, I'm crying out to you. I'm not going to pretend I got it together. I don't. I got to have you to breathe upon me. I got to have you to give me some solution, some answers for this. I don't know. Please help me. And as you begin to let your heart begin to commune with God, the Holy Spirit will begin to come in and help you. And and he'll begin to help you pray about the situation. He'll begin to help you. He is the comforter. Hear what I'm saying. I don't want us to just go through the motions and let's not please sit here and act like we know it all and we have it all together. Please, 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 please. We're in desperate need for him. Let's not come to church and act like everything's all right. We've got to have him. We've got to have him. And I believe that he wants to pour out upon us. I believe that he wants to do something amazing. But I'm telling you, he comes to brokenness. He comes to people who say, God, I don't have it together and I need you. I don't have it together. I know a few scriptures, but it's not enough, God. It's not enough. I've been trying to fix this for years and I can't. And I believe that he wants to do it. He wants to break out among us. He wants to break out among us. He wants to grant the answers. He wants to once and for all heal the real cause for what's causing us to be and do what we're doing. I believe that. So it's like, Spirit of God, would you come? Would you come? Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm praying because this is so vital. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. 
I'm not going to leave you alone. In other words, I'm not going to leave you parentless. I'm not going to leave you without the necessary sustenance to sustain your spiritual life. I'm praying I'm giving you somebody just like me. He is the Holy Spirit. He is another comforter. He's the third person of the Godhead. He's the one that, I'm telling you, your life will be on a trajectory where you'll go from glory to glory and faith to faith. I'll never forget. I'm just young in the faith. I'm excited about the things of God. And I'm going, God, I... I'm just amazed. I'm, I'm like a sponge. I'm trying to learn everything I can. I'm, I'm going to different meetings and different services is what I'm talking about. Just trying to find out. I'm, I'm buying tapes and, you know, back then it was cassette tapes of sermons. It wasn't CDs or downloads or podcasts or anything like that. I'm getting a Bible on tape because I'm hungry for God. And, and, and um, I was at one particular service and I heard this minister seasoned minister, man of God, he was walking around and he starts saying, get to know the Holy Ghost. And he kept saying, get to know the Holy Ghost. And he was walking like this, get to know the Holy Ghost. And that made such an impression upon me. I said, I got to get to know the Holy Ghost. I know we don't use ghost anymore, the Holy Spirit. But the King James said the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It, 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 he, he, he says, get to know him. And what I'm saying so far is this. Over our time together, I want us to make sure that we begin establishing this relationship with him. And I wanted to slow down and I wanted to take my time a little bit because we've got to get to know him. And he's going to do amazing things. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.